Welcome to Pastoring Out Loud, podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Learn more at southcities.church. We're back talking about liturgy with Nick, Dave. Ethan has a microphone. We'll see if he talks. Uh, mm. I think I've asked the question in the past. <laughs> do you have a tattoo on the podcast? We all know Nick has one, clearly. Yep. Uh, he has to. He's I'm not going to ask. I don't want to know if Dave or <laughs> Ethan. Uh, do you say it because he's a worship pastor? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, he was a, kind of standard. Has to, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like you know. Wouldn't have hired him otherwise. Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron had you know the you know the umum and the thumum thurman. You know he had all of his. <laughs> the what? What did he have? He had Uma Thurman. Is that an actress? that an actress? Whatever it's called, Uma. The high priest Aaron did not have Uma Thurman. Okay. He had Uma Thurman. The umum and the thumum. I don't remember what the other one. I don't remember what's called. Uh, and so, like that, a worship pastor today needs a tattoo, a tattoo, a tattoo, a tattoo to uh, that. So the question I was going to ask was, uh, without the confession the, time, the, yeah, we're talking about confession today. Without all the ethical implications of tattoos or not, I don't think you shall not make any mark on your body uh, for the people of Israel which was about Baal worship back in the day means that you can't get a tattoo. So I'm going to presuppose you can get tattoos. And I'm oh, going to good. ask the question. If you were to get a tattoo, in fact, your life depended upon getting oh, a tattoo. Wow. So you must get one. Yeah. What tattoo, what tattoo would you get? That is, you just raised the stakes. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh my life. So it's like you have to get it and it has to be visible to get it. Do I have to say where I would get it then too? No, I don't necessarily. Well, if it's visible, sure. <laughs> it's visible. <laughs> you are on a roll. Um, it's, I mean, Kelly and I have talked over the years and considered various ones. We've, t- we've talked about like the- matching tattoos, matching tattoos. Um, we've talked about, <laughs> we've talked about really basic, like, ring you know the ring oh, ones yeah, that you yeah. get um, two of my in-laws have oh that, yeah. that would make sense if it was matching you'd say tattoo like also yeah. you two get that anyways man <laughs> next gener- the next generation sitting in here and i just feel bad for the example we're giving poor cademan, cademan is sitting next cademan to is here. <laughs> we love you cademan sorry it's fine so anyways <laughs> you get maybe a basic ring like uh, over, like over your ring finger. Yeah, but that's probably not really what you're asking. I've thought about, I've thought about one that would uh, somehow represent his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Mm. Some kind of uh, yoke-like picture. Because uh, mm. I think, I think for me, formative has just been rest in Jesus as yeah. kind of the fountain of everything yep. else. Yeah, so, good. and probably some run on my forearm or something. Except that sounds like it would hurt. Mm. That's right. Yeah. It's not too bad. Pain. Not too painful. Oh, yeah. You tried to sell him on a tattoo, Nick. I'm just saying the forearm's not that oh, okay. painful. Right. So what painful. would you do, Nick, if you were to get an additional tattoo? I don't I've never I haven't really had the itch to get a second one, so I haven't given it to Does much it itch thought. after you get it? It does for a okay. little while. Mm. So itch um, before and an itch after. But uh I don't know, maybe something about uh just something about being a new creation, mm. new creational realities. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I'd just go totally left field and get something about musky fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Ethan, what tattoo? Barb wire tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> what, Ethan, what tattoo would you get? Um, 
I really like imagery that has like stark contrast to it. So um, I've thought about shout out Chris Powers um, at Full oh, of Eyes. Yeah. 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 On Instagram, yeah, and elsewhere, at um, full of eyes. At full of eyes, um, I really like his art. It yeah. it kind of holds um, the darker elements of sin in contrast against the, you know, Christ and the light, and accentuates the light in that way. So, yeah, I don't know. Full sleeve, full back. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is commitment here. Don't do anything halfway. Either. Right. It's great. Just to no, dip his toes know. in the water. I would what about you, Daniel? Full back tattoo. Yep. What about you? Um, I would probably do something uh, that represented Revelation 12, 11. Ah, Revelation. Which is my favorite uh, verse in Revelation. One that I hope to have on my uh, on my tombstone. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony mm-hmm. because they loved not their lives even unto death. Mm-hmm. And so I think there would be a, a tattoo that there would be some way of representing with that verse, um, overcoming death, conquering death, uh, either personally or with Jesus there, but probably on a, on a forearm, something like that. Maybe over top of my eye, like right here, like a face tattoo. Put it on the front lips of your eyes. Mm, I know that's actually, uh, what it was a tote. Uh, I don't remember. We, we memorized all that Hebrew stuff and then <laughs> went away. Totes. And then we had totes. Totes. That's what it is. Totes. 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 Yeah. It's the front lid of uh, I in Hebrew. Anyway. Deuteronomy 6, baby. (laughs) Anyways, we're here now having confessed about tattoos. (laughs) We are now moving into liturgy, uh, the element of confession. So, again, what is it and why do we put it at this particular point in this service? is the idea. I mean, we're already welcomed in Christ. Yep. Why are we confessing? Yeah, because we're still sinners, Daniel. <laughs> well, <laughs> Doesn't well, Jesus's blood cover all that? Well, and what I would say is you can't, you, you, you're not going to feel uh, the, you're not going to feel compelled to confess if you don't feel yeah. like you're welcomed in Christ, right? Yeah. So I'm yep. welcomed in Christ. Yep, God yep. is who he, he says he is and, Therefore, from this place of yeah. safety Otherwise and rest, run and hide. see Dave's future tattoo, I can now confess yeah. my sin and draw near to him again. Right. right, because there's a different kind of thing, right? Right. Where for some people, the um, that barrier of who God or, or who God is revealed to be is actually not welcoming, but is actually a barrier. So like the text that I quoted yeah. uh, this last week, you know, <clears throat> Esau sought repentance, was unable to find it. Uh, That is, it is not just strictly that God, when he reveals himself, it means that everything is welcome in his presence because sin is not. It's bad news until Jesus is real to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I remember sitting with uh, an elderly man on his deathbed um, who we had the privilege of getting to see come to Christ, but we said like, you know, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God, like a good, Catholic his whole life. I said, what, what would you do if he was here? And I said, I would hide. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's right. Yeah. But there's a way you don't have to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the welcome actually sets us up to be mm-hmm. able to not yeah. hide and confess. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Amen. So, so, so yeah, I mean, 
that that is we confess because we're welcomed in Christ and we confess because we've just adored right so we've yep. just seen who God is yep. and so going back to the Isaiah 6 text you know mm-hmm. Isaiah sees the Lord the angels are saying holy 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 is the right, Lord God Almighty right. the whole earth is full of his glory the foundations of the thresholds are shaking um, and then what does Isaiah say in verse 5 he says woe is me for I am lost I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of yeah, unclean lips yeah he recognizes for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And so he even grounds his confession. Like yeah. I'm unclean because I've seen God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's what happens for us. You know, when we see God in who he is, all of his manifold perfections that have been revealed to us, we don't, we, we fall short. Romans three, we fall short of his glory. Um, and so having been welcomed, we can come and freely confess that, mm-hmm. which is such a blessing, mm-hmm. right? Confession shouldn't mm-hmm. be just this, oh, we have to confess again, mm-hmm. you know, this horrible, sad, depressing part of the service. It's a great thing yeah. <laughs> right. to be able to confess, Lord, it's I've- gift. It's a gift. I've fallen short in this area and <gasps> this area and, you know, with these sins and I'm coming to you. I'm not running away from you, but I'm coming to you in repentance so that I can have restored fellowship. Right. So in a text that somebody might bring up, like 1 John 1, mm-hmm. if we confess our sins, this is 1 John 1, 9. Yep. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar mm-hmm. and his word is not in us. Right. What does that mean for a worshiper coming on Sunday morning when a moment of confession comes and they don't want to confess anything. They don't think there's anything to confess. Yeah. Uh, And versus somebody who comes ready and willing to confess. Talk about that experience for two different worshipers. Well, sure. I mean, I think it could mean a few different things. You know, that could be coming from a few different places. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it, you know, there could be the danger of, well, if you think, well, I'm, I'm fine. I don't have anything to confess. Right. That that could be a sign that something is something is off right. in your relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, or it could be the type of thing where you just haven't really thought about it <laughs> much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, if you have like a in a heart that's unwilling to confess, that should be a red flag because we've we've always got imperfections, right? We've not all arrived. Mm-hmm. So there's always things that we can confess. And so just if, if, right. if the heart is unwilling yeah, to yeah. say, nope, I'm not going to do it, yep. then that's, that's, a, that's a big red flag. As opposed to someone who's saying, you know, I've been welcomed in Christ and I know I'm not perfect. And so I'm just going to lay it right, out there right. before him. So talk to me then, this is the theological side of it. All right. I'm forgiven and welcoming Christ. If I don't confess... The, the the implication here in the if then in verse in first John one nine mm-hmm. uh, and ten is if I don't confess I won't be forgiven right right so talk to me about that theological reality like as as a worshiper who comes on a Sunday and I I forget to confess something or uh, even I'm harboring something does that mean I'm not forgiven I mean what I would say especially in first John is is John uses just present tense verbs mm-hmm. all the time, yep. which means he's he's talking about uh, patterns, uh, ways of living. Yep. And so I would I would say 
if I view the verse in this way, then in that way, then I would say maybe to Nick's point, if you consistently find in yourself uh, an apathy, right, or a you know an apathy, I don't really care. Uh, just, I don't really think of anything to confess. I'm right. okay. Or if you consistently find in yourself a hardness, I won't. I don't need to. Um, and that's a pattern that goes on for a period of time that I think we can't really put a number on. But right. I, I think I'd be I'd be saying, Lord, soften my heart. Lord, uh, uh, help me uh, wake up again, like Ephesians right, right. 5 kind of language. Mm-hmm. Um, wake, O sleeper, Christ yeah. will shine on you. Yeah. Um, I'd be I'd be praying those kinds of prayers, and if I, I wasn't waking up and I wasn't softening, I'd be going. I, th- I think you just go. Am I alive? Right. Am I alive? Or am I? You know what 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 is going on here? Am am I? Yeah. So I, th- I think mm-hmm. I wouldn't say if that happens a week or two. Um, and that shouldn't be yeah. like a paralyzing. I have to remember every single right. sin that I've done this right. week, yeah, so and I'm I have a, to confess. Right. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to be forgiven. Right. I'm remembering times as right. like a, a Roman Catholic, and we were. Uh, from the time I was confirmed, right? Yeah, there there wasn't very much time uh, that this would have been a reality for me. But certainly watching uh, other family members, so they confessional to a priest mm-hmm. in order to receive absolution and then go pray a certain number of things uh, as part of that absolution, you know, either in a rosary or something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that kind of dynamic does presuppose like, Mm-hmm. Remember your sins, right? Right. So that you might specifically confess all of them, so that you might be specifically absolved From of them all. all. Of them, yeah. mm-hmm. Because in that, in a Roman Catholic theology, yeah. that's really important to be able to come and take the Eucharist, yep. communion, and receive that kind of life-giving grace. Now, big picture, we think that that, that dynamic is important yep. because of the way that we fence the table, yep. but we don't view that absolving thing as Dave's a priest, Nick's a priest, Correct. I'm a priest. Correct. And therefore we're standing between people and God yep. in that way right. at all. Right. Um, and so uh, we're not we're not doing that kind of thing. But there is something that we would call, and you you highlight it, you know, fairly often, Nick, like a pastoral assurance of pardon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So make in, in what I just said. And what you do in either, sometimes it's the song that you choose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's direct words that you say or prayers mm-hmm. you say. Like you you give kind of an assurance yep. that there is forgiveness. Like make make a contrast there. What is that about? Yeah, so that, and that does have, you know, historical roots, but even, you know, not just in the Roman Catholic Church, it was right. even in, in Protestant, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Protestant traditions where um, we want to give the hope of the gospel after, you yep. Right. After confession, right? And so right. It, it, it can even say, if if you've confessed, it, it's the first John thing. He right. is faithful and just to forgive us our sins yeah, that's and the to next, cleanse us. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, even where it goes in chapter two, verse one. That's right. Right. Uh, my little children, right. I don't have it in front of me. My little children, um, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if, but if any of you do sin. We have an advocate. With the Father, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Yeah. So and so. propitiation for our sins. Again, this is not us staying in our sin, but it's us coming to Christ and being welcomed. And so it's appropriate to then give an assurance yeah. of yep. this is not who you are anymore. We are new creations in Christ. We have an advocate. Jesus right. is interceding with us for us at the, uh, at the right hand of the Father. So live in that assurance. 
yeah. right? Don't stay stuck in your sin, but confess it and then walk out of it into yeah. the beauty found in the gospel, yeah. Yeah. which leads us to the next element, which is Thanksgiving, which we'll get to. Yeah, next, next time. time. Yeah, so I mean, is, but it's that speaking that assurance of pardon in Christ on yeah. behalf of what He's done, not because of what I've done as a pastor, right, 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 right? but what Christ has done. If a church doesn't, when they gather, you know, include confession of sins as part of their liturgy or something they're doing, are they missing something? Is this optional? Can be in? Could not be in? Or is this something that like should be, ought be something that? you do as a local church when you gather? I mean, I think it's pretty important, but I don't, I, I mean, I don't think we did it at the church that I grew up in. And I think we were still a real church, you know, um, but maybe missing something, but there. I think we were missing something yeah. that was really vital and, uh, you know, would have added a lot of depth and richness to our sure. body life together yeah. Yeah. corporately. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah, I think it adds depth and richness. I also think that on Sundays we're trying to, kind of put a path way forward that is also meant to help people Monday through Saturday, Mm -hmm. just like the rhythms of their heart. Right. So if you never, if you never confess at church, why would you do it any other time? Yeah. You know know what I mean? And it's not like a pile it all up and get it out on Sunday. Right. 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 So just, uh, I think, cause I think it's really a, what we hope for in our worship services is that it's a pattern and an exclamation point of what's been happening you know, Monday through Saturday as yep. far as assurance and confession and adoration and all that. And so I think it's, I think it says something about what you think is real. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I and think sometimes confession can feel like almost, well, confession is like the one part that's not worship. You know what I mean? It, like, like people talk about it that way. Well, now we're going to confess. And I would just say like what we see in Isaiah six is just that confession is worship. Yeah. And you know? the way that it goes in Isaiah six <laughs> yeah. is, uh, my lips are unclean, yep. and an angel comes with a burning coal That's and right. cleanses his lips, mm-hmm. yep. so that he can speak. That's right. So That's I think right. there's a there, even there you see that trajectory yep. from confession to assurance. That's right. To That's right. now I thank God. That's right. And give them lips right. to to thank Him. Yep. And even to Dave's point with the rest of the week, that's what we said last week when we talked about what is liturgy, why we shape our services by the gospel is because we think that if we practice it over and over and over again, yeah, yeah. every time we come to church, that's going to shape us yep, yep. for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And that's what liturgy is about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's about, we're getting frankly under the skin That's right. and creating muscle memory for our hearts. We're creating like, yep. we're getting to the spot where, okay, this pattern again on Sunday, pattern again on Sunday is the pattern for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. in its own in our scattered life. That's right. So there's a, a movement there that this is meant to be what all of life looks like. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What else do you say about confession? Anything? Don't live in fear or shame, but yeah. confess and come to the one where there is rest and fullness of joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it's meant to be a relief in that regard, not a, not a barrier. Um, and what even, a blessing again, to have yeah, yeah. as a Christian. And even again, as part of the um, uh, what we're doing in fencing communion, right? Mm-hmm. It's like issuing these like, here's opportunities here yeah. too to confess. Invitation. Individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great, guys. Looking forward. Next time we're going to come together and talk about Thanksgiving.